Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Excited to be with you for another episode of the Inner Revolution. Today I have a kind of a controversial topic and uh, we want to talk a little bit about propaganda. And uh, I'm not going to approach this from a political uh, viewpoint, so don't get concerned. But I do want to just talk about it in general because there is so much misinformation in our world and the devil is king in promoting and projecting propaganda. And I want to uh, just define this word as skewed information with intent to divert people into a lie. Skewed information with intent to divert people into a lie or to mislead them with half-truths. Now, of course, we see this all over our world today, uh, but I want to look at this in regards to how the devil loves to promote propaganda. Now, I remember in the uh, communist years over in the Eastern Europe, when there was a lot of propaganda to, you know, where the party line was to really focus on what the government was doing and agendas that they had. And if people were not educated, or if they were just plain ignorant, just going about their day, too busy to really go after the facts, uh, too busy to really challenge uh, information, then they would easily swallow the lie and be duped and deceived. And I remember in 1991 in the Ukraine when the wall fell, the Iron Curtain, and people were uh, shocked when they realized what the rest of the world was doing. Um, and also even with atheism, I know in the communist world, atheism is one of those uh, foundational points where uh, your God is your government, your God is yourself, uh, and don't dare to push back or to challenge us because we know everything, we are taking care of you, and uh, from the cradle to the grave. Well, when that wall fell and the exposure of the lie happened, the opportunity for the gospel was incredible. You'd talk with people and present the gospel in an intelligent way and also a logical way, but the Holy Spirit opened the eyes and enlightened the eyes of people, and the lie was exposed and dispelled, and many came to the gospel. And today we see the work of God continuing. But in our world today, the devil loves to pervert the ways of God in Acts 13.10. He loves to skew information, which means he loves to uh, make the lie closest to the truth. And if we're not discerning, then what happens? We begin to say, oh, that makes sense. And logically, I feel that that is right, and therefore it must be right. And then relativism and humanism, secularism, liberalism, uh, just uh, slide us into this uh, godless mindset. So how is it that we can discern what is propaganda? Well, 
Jeremiah 15, 19 says that God will give us wisdom to discern between the precious and the vile. And I would just ask you this today. One great discerning point is, would Jesus say this to me? Does this draw me to Jesus? Does this make me smaller or larger? Does this make God bigger or does this make God smaller? And these are important points as we hear information. Because information, words, is very, very powerful. One writer said that any information that does not go through the cross is uncontrolled knowledge. And what that means is information that comes to you and I that has not yet been crucified, then what happens? Our minds, our heart, our emotions, everything that's inside of us races to either justify ourselves, to defend ourselves, or to somehow retaliate. Well, Jesus opened not his mouth to his persecutors. Why? Because the information and the reality of his world in John chapter 17 was he was about his father's business. It was not about him. It was about fulfilling the will of his father. So information that you and I receive must first be surrendered at the cross. That means information about people. That means information that even we somehow observe and perceive as truth. We may presume and assume. We assume it's true and then we act as though it's true. These are dangerous uh, ways that the devil can easily, in Acts 13.10, pervert the ways of God. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 2.2, I know nothing except Christ and Christ crucified. Come on, Paul, that's not so logical here. That's not so practical. No, but it's spiritual. I know nothing except Christ and Christ crucified. Was there any propaganda? Was there any slander? Was there any gossip in that, uh, in that conclusion? No, because it went through the cross. It was crucified with Christ, and it was resurrected in absolute truth. We really have to be so careful today in a world full of emotion, uh, full of entitlement, full of just a bunch of uh, babies whining about foolish things. We must take what we receive and lay it at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, put your nails through this. I don't want anything to do with this outside of the ministry and purpose of Christ. Because in a day and age where offense, betrayal, uh, backbiting, uh, snitches, people snitching on one another, uh, we really need to say, Lord, be the God of my heart, my mind, and my soul, and let me not be antagonized uh, by information. Well, it's so important. Uh, one one interesting word picture we could say about propaganda is it's propping up the gainsayer. To prop up, to lift up something that is false, the gainsayer, the one that is trying to gain something by saying it for his own agenda, and he'll skew it any way that he wants so that he can take advantage of the situation. A opportunist, 
with false pretense, propaganda. It's all over our world today, but it should not be in the church. But unfortunately, it is when people lift up something other than Christ and the Bible and the finished work. So how do we discern? How do we not get brainwashed? Uh, I think of statements that we hear every day. We're all in this together for the greater good of everyone. Well, I remember those words in China. I remember those words in the Ukraine. I remember those words in Russia. And you too, where that Marxist mentality, and it is Marxist, Karl Marx, he believed, just like Hitler did, a lie uh, repeated will often be swallowed, if not challenged, if not fact-checked in the Bible and in history it is unbelievable about how history repeats itself if we don't learn the lesson. Well, Jesus will never speak propaganda to you and I. The Bible, the greatest love letter in the world, will never be uh, have any propaganda in it. Why? Because it's infallible. It's inerrant. It's something that is not... Uh, promoting itself, but promoting the, the message of the kingdom. So when it says that in, in Jeremiah 15, 19, Therefore saith the Lord, If you return, then I will bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. And if thou have taken forth the precious from the vile, then thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return unto me, be, but return not thou unto them. So I think we could say about propaganda is we fellowship with the, the uh, truth and then the counterfeit is become obvious. We, we see that even in the banking world. They focus on what is true, what is the right currency. So when the wrong currency happens or comes about, the touch, the look, the feel is very much obvious. Why? Because we've been focused on what is true, what is lovely in Philippians 4.8. This is why today we are uh, very much pursuing the Lord and his truth and not getting wrapped up in the world's propaganda. Oh, I, things will get better. Oh, if we only did this, this, and this, then, uh, you know, we would pass through and, uh, you know, or how about this, uh, you know, different nationalities or people groups blamed for things. I think about the Jews that were blamed for the problems in Germany in pre-war and war Germany. You know what? It is all propaganda. Whenever man is at the center, it is false. It is skewed. It is somehow perverted. It is shifted from a, an unadulterated truth into a, a pretense, a false pretense, a manipulation. Well, how do we discern these things? Well, number one, we remember what was the original pattern. You know, in our nation, uh, we could say that our original pattern was that this nation was founded on biblical truths for religious freedom. And we need to remember the blessing and prosperity of our country was directly related to that. The economist may say, oh, it's because of, of all the, um, you know, the commerce and, and all the, uh, the natural um, democracy of man. No, it was directly related to a nation that put Christ first. Number two, we want to address the Antichrist narrative. 
Isn't that interesting? When you and I speak the truth, knowledge that's been crucified, it's not even our knowledge. We have no gain of it, but we just promote what the Bible says. We quote the Bible. We speak the Bible in love, in the capacity of grace, in the compassion of love. And what happens? The Antichrist narrative, which is humanistic, which is controlling, which is bondage, and Jesus says, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free in John 8, 31. Number three, we confess faith and its reality even in the face of fear. We say, you know what, regardless of what the price is or what the loss is, we are going to confess the reality of God. I mean, you think about in the Fox's Book of Martyrs, you think about these Christians that were so focused in their faith that they didn't even care about their own body. There may come a day when you and I are challenged this way to honor Christ or honor ourselves, to preserve our lives or to lose our lives, to be a good testimony or to uh, follow herd mentality. God will give us what we need in those moments. Number four, we want to keep building the ark. And that's so important in these days not to get lost in the secondary emotions of anger, fear, and guilt, shame, but to keep our hand to the plow and say, you know what, we're not coming off the wall, Sam Ballot. We have a sword in one hand and a, and a trowel in the other. We're going to keep building this wall, and we're going we're gonna to work and walk as uh, one man. And in 50-some-odd days, they built that wall that should have taken them years, maybe. But there was a mind to work propaganda, discern it, define it, capture it, pull it down, because propaganda will always be very subtle, skewed, and will lead us into a place of self-analysis. It'll lead us into a paralysis. Well, I remember those party lines overseas, and they they uh, trapped people in ignorance. Somehow they relied on something else than God for their provisions. Well, don't be conned by the devil. Don't be conned. God is looking for the intercessor. He is saying this uh, so beautifully in Ezekiel twenty-two thirty and Isaiah 59, 16. He is looking for the person on their knees. He's looking and wonders why there isn't more people on their knees. Listen, I am as great as my prayer life. You're as, you're as great as your prayer life. And that's a convicting statement. Uh, really, we cannot have a life with God without prayer and a ministry of being still before him and receiving for, from, from him. Otherwise, we will, we will uh, adapt to a personality. We'll adapt and adjust and conform to a personality and we'll be become emotional. We'll get caught up in causes, but we need to be really focused and caught up with the work of Jesus Christ. That today, like never before, is a day to preach, to love, to disciple, to minister, to continue, not backing off, but leaning in. Uh, an intercessor. What's an intercessor? Well, it's someone who's on their knees talking to God about people and God talking to people about himself. It's amazing. 
intercessor, to intercede for marriages, to intercede for our neighbors, to intercede for uh, people we work with. Our prayers are heard in 1 John 5.15. They are so important and they are very powerful. Just because we don't see the immediate action doesn't mean it's not working. I, I will say this again, projections. The devil is full of propaganda. He'll make your sin and my sin and my lack of performance the issue. You didn't do that, or you should have done this, and only if you did that, and if you try harder, and somehow we he wants to get us in a works program and enter into performance orientation. I love this. We we are accepted in the beloved, therefore we act and do and minister in the beloved. But propaganda is you do, 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 work, 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 perform, 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 and maybe you'll be accepted. Maybe you'll be looked at as an example. What a stressful mental gymnastic uh, type of mindset that is. No, we are accepted in the beloved in Ephesians 1, 6, and 7, and therefore our ministry is to God and then to other people. So when we pray, we know that God is in control. That is the truth. A lot of things can be true, but it's not the entire truth. So no matter what the devil throws at you today, he'll throw at you your sin, your past, your doubt. He'll package that lie, make excuses, and he'll uh, he'll make it look so much like somehow we have failed God. Well, listen, God is holding on to us. And the more we receive from him and collapse into his arms, the more that we will be energized and strengthened in him. You know, our moments, be an influencer of Jesus. Love your families with, with a biblical value. What are biblical values? Teach your family's biblical values. And you know what? The government's not going to raise my kid. And no state uh, mandate and or other type of godless uh, thing is going to influence my family. We may have, we certainly obviously have to honor our, the government and things of that nature, but we are honoring and uh, honoring Christ first. And he'll show us how to honor men. So don't be surprised at opposition. Prepare for it. <clears throat> and this is what's interesting about propaganda. If we, you know, if we swallow the lie, then we'll have excuses. We'll have a poor self-image. We'll have a reason why not to do and obey God. But it's it's really a tragedy when we lose the things that God has given uh, because we don't we're not a good steward of them. We don't realize the value of it. And I'll tell you. Just like one of our presidents said, I think it was Ronald Reagan, it only takes a generation to forget and to uh, misappropriate and lose freedoms and lose liberties. So in a nation, uh, we have nothing to be, we have no, we, we do not have a theology of apology, but instead we speak the truth in love and we lift up the works of Christ. Well, I am, I am provoked with you today to identify propaganda. Does it represent the heart of God? Would Christ say this to me? Does it help me grow in my faith? Does it promote 
the, uh, the, the heart and nature of the Bible. If it doesn't, then it's propaganda. It's uncontrollable knowledge. It's knowledge that's like a free radical in our bodies, like cancer. And cancer is such a wicked thing. It's free radicals in your system that destroy other cells. And this is what happens when a word comes that's not challenged. A thought that is not gone through the cross. A projection that promotes or touches a reflection in our soul. An unresolved, something unresolved in our heart. You know, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness. These are great Petri dishes for spiritual infections. Let things go in your life. Otherwise, they will become filters and they will skew the knowledge and the information that you and I receive. You know, if things didn't go your way, uh, maybe they weren't supposed to go your way and commit them to God. Let it go through the cross. Lay it at the feet of Jesus in Galatians 6.14. Have it be crucified and say, God, slay this information. I am not the issue. My plan is not the issue. Uh, my desire and purpose is not the issue. It's yours, Lord. It's your purpose in Ephesians 3.11. Well, this is how we bind the strong man. We've been talking the last couple of casts on this, binding the strong man. It's identifying his lie. Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark, uh, yeah, Matthew 12.29. You know, we need to, you know, you don't win a war by playing around in the war. You go at it with your full uh, capacity. You don't underestimate the enemy. That's how we lose so many battles. We underestimate or we play around. We're casual. In Job 41, Leviathan, he, we put him on a leash and we say, oh, you know, you're my pet and you'll do as I say. And the devil's like, oh yeah, let me just... Let me just integrate into your personal life. Let me just integrate into your family life. Let me just integrate into your social and entertainment life. And before you know it, we have perverted the ways of God. Well, it's so important, again, to remember the original pattern. Fellowship with the pattern. That's what Moses did. <clears throat> That's what Solomon did. That's what these... Uh, when we worked with the tabernacle, um, they addressed in Hebrews the original pattern. Be mindful to what you hear and believe. Don't be conned. Don't be led astray in vain philosophies in Colossians 2.8. Check, fact-checked everything in the Bible. <laughs> fact-check it. Otherwise, it could be very fake. Might look good might sound good. The person that you're hearing it might be someone that, you know, you love and trust. But the Bereans took everything and checked it in the Bible. They checked everything in the Bible. They checked it uh, scripture. They checked it context. Hermeneutically, they lined it up to, um, to the character and nature of God. And then we can say in Psalm 18.44, as soon as they heard, they believed. Because why? We begin to understand what is true. Isaiah 50 verse 4 is a great verse. You awaken my ears as, and you open my ears to be the 
a listener that is learned, you can discern, you can hear and understand what is right and what is not right. We should be able to discern immediately the shepherd's voice in John 15. But the hireling, the one that is, uh, uh, you know, just has his own agenda. He does not protect the sheep. He is someone that's hired, but when the danger comes, he runs away and the sheep are remained, remain vulnerable. That's not someone we want to listen to. We want to have our, our mind and our heart uh, diligent to understand and to recognize the shepherd's voice. Well, we're in a day of deception and we need to be awake, 1 Peter 5, 7, because the devil is seeking. He's not sitting on his hands. He's not neutral. He's not playing blackjack somewhere. He is seeking whom he may devour, to swallow, to distract, to hijack, to destroy in John 10, 10. So people are not our enemy. Uh, the enemy is the world, the flesh, and the devil. Therefore, we must be active in our faith. Don't get duped by propaganda. Cast it down in 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Anything that exalts itself or argues it against the nature and character of God is propaganda. No matter how true it looks, we must discern it, define it, and tear it down with truth. Speak truth. Speak truth. Fellowship with truth. Uh, John 4.24, worship in spirit and truth. These things will keep us in these days, these days where the devil is busy uh, causing people to function in secondary things, methodology techniques or reasons, when actually the primary is what, what will win the heart, what will promote Christ, what will lift up Christ uh, in an argument, we may win the argument, but do we win the heart? That's why we don't need to spar with people. People are oftentimes intellectually want to spar just because they feel good and stimulated. But what will win the heart? Compassion, sacrifice, maybe even being misunderstood, maybe continuing regardless of what people say. Boy, if we're looking for people's approval and people's, uh, you know, pat on the back that will uh, one day manipulate us and definitely will never be enough to fill the greatest need of our heart. Where we need to hear from our Savior, we need to hear from our Lord and to be upheld with his mighty hand. Propaganda, don't swallow the party line today. If it reflects the heart of God, if it builds you up in the new man, if it strengthens you in your convictions and it's biblically centered, then that is the information that you want to protect. Protect. You want to guard that which is sacred and you want to have a, a spiritual guard in 423 of Proverbs at your heart to guard what goes in, what goes out. And don't entangle ourselves in these other bondages, but instead... We stand forth with humility and conviction 
and we say, Lord, I hear you speaking. Satan, I hear you speaking too. And I cast you down. I cast you down. You are the strong man that will be bound. And we will take back territory personally, in our families, in our uh in our country, in our state, in our, in our neighborhood, in our country, we'll take back territory. Why? Because we're not believing the lie, but we're holding forth the truth. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.